0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Right? we had 48 pages to sell. I think we have 5 left. Like nuts. So I want to thank everyone for 351. Oh my gosh, we have 5 left. Exactly. Okay. So, whoever's watching So we have this, I wrote this say for called HaKar Satov on Let There Be Rain, uh, a daily, so it's a daily lesson in HaKar Satov and then on the bottom, the person wants to sponsor that day of learning, Eli Nishma, it's a wedding, whatever it is, so they sponsor it. So when I put out this book, we got 300, 300, it comes out to 356 days, not 365, whatever. So we got, when we got all the sponsors, we printed the book. Well, Hashem, we sold like 11,000 copies. And people were telling me like, um, we can't take this in a... We can't put this in our trilling bag. It's too big. I would, lo- I would love to learn after Daphne. I would love to learn a lesson, especially, you know, before you go to work, you have workers and everything, right? So, especially to have our car set so off. I said, ah, they're not taking this book. They said, why don't you make it in this size? I said, you have to... I have to get people to to, to dedicate for this size. I have to get another 356 people. It's going to take me forever, right? Whatever... So I started, I hired girls to make phone calls and cold calls, and it wasn't happening. Um, So we got about 100, but then I can't print the book with 100, I need 356. And then I got on, I said, why don't I just talk about it on my share? So I got on my share, I'm like, guys, you got to help me out, we got to put the Safer app. And all of a sudden I just, so we're, huh, 360. Yeah, but you can pay it over eight months, you can pay it, you know, whatever it is. Okay, you'll tell me afterwards. What? What's well, kickstarter? I don't know what that means, but okay, yeah. right So anyway, so um so um Baruch Hashem, it just keeps selling, selling. So she just sent me a text. Don't oversell, because you can only sell for 356. She says I car set to over up to 351. So there's five left. So those five are gonna get me to print the book. Oh, you got one. It's Hashem. I'll tell them. There's not five left, there's four left. So there's four left. So someone who has four kids can give you each kid and finish and say It's done. Okay, we're on. Anyway. There's a das game of a I must be, I, I, much apologize. I, there's nothing I can do. It's, 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 it's a family with kids and it's just... Okay, so in la, last week's parsha, sometimes, you know, rib, I just sort to of say for that, if you're doing shalom bias, you don't, and, and you have to go to Davin, right? And the shalom bias might take you the whole time that you'll miss chakras. You should miss Shachas. But, but if you have to miss Dabini to do Shalom Bayes, you have to do it. It's like very, very big and, and just, I couldn't get off the phone. So, alright. Um, I would have been here at 10.30. I was on, I'm on this phone call since 9 o'clock. So, this is an unbelievable Daskanabala Somebody in Muncie called me, Jacobs. He had a dream that he read that, whatever, it's the whole story. He, he told me he had a dream and the dream. He heard the Tzvah Torah during the day and then he had a dream. You have to tell Rabbi Wallstein in the dream they told me you have to tell Rabbi Wallstein the Tzvah so that he'll say it on a share and the whole world will hear it. <laughs> I'm like, they didn't come to, come on, Malach came to the dream, whatever it is. I said, you were thinking about it all day so that's why, you know, you thought about it at night. Anyway, it is a and Genovalotosis that I did not know. Das Genovalotosis is in the and it was in last week's parsha, and it is not normal. Okay? So, I want to read it to you. It's such a, an important lesson for all of us. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Okay, so, it says in the Pasek... Oh, it says in the Pasek like this, in Pasek base. No, Sorry not passing it talks about an animal remember we spoke about hakaras HaTov and that if you have a dead animal that isn't kosher who do you give it to? The dogs. the dogs why do you give it to the dogs? why not to someone else? because the dogs didn't bark when Klai Israel left Mitzrayim they didn't bark who cares if they would have barked? Because in Mitzrayim, the gates, the Medrash says that the gates of Mitzrayim were guarded by these crazy dogs. And if a if a, a slave tried to run away, right, then these dogs would rip them to pieces. And it says in the whole time of Abdu's in Mitzrayim, no slave ever escaped. They all got killed by these dogs. So the Jews knew about these. The Jews knew about these dogs. So we were very mentally, as as of, as 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 a servant, we were mentally, mentally um, scared of dogs. Interesting. We are most Jewish people are scared of dogs. And then the Nazis right had these German shepherds. So any of the Holocaust survivors would see a dog, they would manage my father, and he would run across the street. Like a little kid, even worse than a little kid. was so scared of them because when you heard the barking of a dog, the next thing was a gun, the next thing was a Nazi, the next thing was a concentration camp. They always used dogs. So dogs and Jews don't, we're not, it's not. And the Gemara says you shouldn't have a dog in the house. Why? Do you know why you shouldn't have a dog in the house? You can have a cat, you can have a turtle. Right? It says a dog because a dog is not sneeastic. When it goes to the bathroom, it lifts its leg and it shows its error. It's not a sneer stick animal. Um, I don't, th- a cat doesn't lift its leg. Dog lifts its leg, and when it reproduces, it does it also in a very non theistic way. So, a dog is not a tineistic animal. It's also a um, it's also a Gilgal. What did I see this week a Gilgal of a dog with someone who who is with a non-Jewish girl comes back as a dog. So the whole Gilgal is just not. Reverend Shani has a crazy story about a dog. Those crying. crime. It was his next door neighbor. It was a dog and it actually cried. It was a Gilgal of a guy. I don't know a whole story. Here's a whole story about a dog. A black dog. Specifically come back as a black dog. But anyway, no one's coming back. We're all good people. So it says this in Pashat, in Perich Abbez, in Pasig Lameg. Fa'ache kodesh ti'oli, and the meat, and meat in the field, Trefa. Now, the difference between nevela and trefa, if you hit a deer on the road, you see a dead deer on the road, or a dead rat, or a dead whatever, cat, or dog, it's called an nevela. Trefa means, comes from the word taraf, means it was ripped. It was ripped. Right? So, this meat that's in the field, trefa, was an animal that was ripped apart. Loso Khelu, you can't eat it, right? It's not kosher. you didn't, you didn't shechd it. Like Kellev, Oysai, you have to throw it to the dogs. Okay, two quiet, two kashes. Number one, what's this Basa Basada? What's 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 this in the field, in your backyard, in your house, uh, in the street? Why does it say that you found the meat in the field, specifically in the field, and it's not an Avela, it's a Trefa. Which means that not only was this animal found in the field, the dead animal, but the animal was ripped apart, which means like a bear got it or a, or a wolf got it. That's not the halacha, only if a wolf got it. Halacha is any unkosher meat, you have to give it to the dog. So the touches and bothers him. What's going on over here? It has to be in the field. and It's not true. It doesn't have to be in the field. It doesn't have to be a trefer. If it's in a veiler, you also have to give it in fact I think there's a plus thing in the Torah that says you have to give you an avail also so what's this traifa? Listen, to this. So, so he doesn't he doesn't say he doesn't say like everyone else says that the reason you give it to the dog you know what whoever's listening to this year if you could send me an email at rnava.com o-h-r-n-a-a-v-a dot com it says somewhere in the Torah, Ubasan Nevela, and it says there, Tashlicha, and you should send it to the dogs. And I believe, that Rashi there says, Takarsa Setovah, because they didn't bark. No, it's here. It's here. It's here because he says, Mahatma al Kalev, why do you send it to the dog? Koshbu that Hashem doesn't hold back payment from any any creation. <laughs> because they didn't embark on Makash So the Rashi says that the Haqar Sataiv, the reason it's Hakar Sataiv is because they didn't bark at us. So when we left Mitzrayim, why should they bark? Because it brings down that dogs get spooked. They bark, they get spooked when, when there's a dead body. That's why they have these dogs that go into buildings after they collapse in an earthquake. They start barking, then they know that there's a dead body underneath the rubble. They get spooked by dead bodies. When there's a malchamamit around, dogs get spooked and they start to bark. So the natural, the natural thing that should have happened that night, all of, all of Mitzrayim was dying, all the Makkos the dogs should have been howling like mad the Macha was all over the place, right? And there was death all over the place. So they didn't bark, because they didn't want to spook the Jews. They stopped barking, we're like, oh my God, we can't go out, they're going to eat us, they're going to kill us. They were quiet. There was no barking whatsoever. So we, oh, my Tov, even to a dog, right? Now, Tashkenov says no. He doesn't say no, but he says, why do you have to give him? listen to this? Why do you have to, where's the ha He says the following, This is talking about a certain kind of dog. This is talking about a sheep dog. That's why they're in the sada. Why is this dog in the field? What's he doing in the field? What's the animal doing in the field? So there's a shepherd, and he has sheep, and he has a sheep dog. And what does the sheep dog do? It guards the sheep from the wolves. That's what it does. Wolves come, the dog chases him. And the wolf runs away. So, because the dog was and nefesh on this animal, they got ripped apart. When the when the when the when the wolf came to rip it up, we shouldn't be Because what happened here? He messed up. The dog messed up. The wolf got the sheep. So the dog who's watching your sheep all the time, he finally messed up, and the wolf got past the dog and killed the sheep. So you're like, I'm not giving you the meat of the sheep to the dog who didn't watch the sheep and caused it to die. You're the last thing I'm going to give the meat to. You messed up. Why would I give you the meat? It's your fault that my sheep died. Now, I should give him to eat from the sheep that he didn't protect. He said, you're a if you do that. Why? You're, 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 you're anti-gratitude. Why? He says, because ad ata, until now, until now he guarded that no animals were ripped apart. And after this mistake that he made, he's going to continue to watch. You're not going to kill the dog. You're going to keep him working for you. So when do I Pay him for all the good he did when he messes up. This is what a lesson in life. Your wife cooks for you every single night. She takes care of you. She cooks for you. She burns supper. It came out terrible. The night that it came out terrible is the night that you pick, that you buy her a present and you take care of her because of all the other nights that it didn't come out terrible. You don't pay her the nights when it's good, just the opposite. When the kid's not doing good in class, right? That's when you give him your love and your care for all the times that he was good. It's a, it's a crazy thought. I'm going to give the meat of the animal that you messed up on to you to eat as a reward because you messed up, but until now you didn't. What a dusk, him. This guy told this to me, I was like, I don't know what Miles told you in the dream to tell it to me. But wow. What a, what a, what a crazy, what a deep thought that Das Kingdom is saying over here. Because the normal thing is like, uh, I just lots the sheep. You're definitely not getting this meat. I'm going to give it to some other dog or some other animal. The Torah says, if the, the, the meat that got ripped, the the sheep that got ripped in the sada, like Kelev to the dog to the watchdog that's who you give it to. I'll tell you what's the night you're doing. What a lesson. Can you imagine that? You messed up and I'm rewarding with I'm rewarding you with the thing that you messed up. It's godless. No? No, it's almost as good as the werewolf. No? For being no. What? For being perfect till now. For being not, and he says he invited, he says, and if you weren't perfect till now for the future who thanks someone for the future you fire your worker when they mess up not you personally I'm saying we fire the worker here we're saying just the opposite the worker that messed up you know what you go over to him instead of killing him and racking white, it's so I have, to, I have to grow to this this is not easy right go over to him and say you know what you messed up today I never thanked you for all the days you didn't mess up take the day off here's a hundred dollars go buy yourself something Huh! That's crazy. That's 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 that's, that's what the Torah is telling you here. To a dog, forget about a person. To a dog, no, it's 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 a mind boggling dust Ganavala It's such an important lesson that we all need to learn. Okay. There's only three books left. All right, they're probably sold. So you're going to send me a text soon. Sold out. Okay, actually it's not live, so by tomorrow. Alright, now let's go to this week's parsha. Oh oy, 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 truma. I heard something, I heard something this week. Very sad. So I'm dealing with this this I'm dealing that with this tonight, with a different case, a divorce. Personally, I'm doing this for, for a very long time. Personally, if people can get past their own kavod, and who they think they are, and 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 have achna and be and be um, modest and an anav. Pretty much, unless there's some mental sickness, I think any two people can work together. It's that we get we get we, we we're so into ourselves that we um, that we just don't see the other person. You know, I sat there just watched people fight, and I'm like, <laughs> you just don't you don't see the other person. You're so into I I I I. This is a very famous story with Rabbi Lau. Rabbi Lau, I was with Rabbi Lau on a, on a Shabbos. He's, uh, used to be the head rabbi of, um chief rabbi. the chief rabbi of Israel. So this is a story with Rabbi Lau, and he was very young. He wrote a long letter to the Baba And he wrote a long letter, he had this question, that question, this question, that question, this question. He wrote a whole long letter. And he wrote, I ha- I have this question, I have that question, I don't understand this, I don't understand this, I don't have this. The Baba wrote back an answer. And he says, when you get rid of all the I's in your letter, you'll be fine. Too many I's. I, I believe, I think, I get If you get rid of the I's, then there's a you. You know, there's a the same. there's no I in us, just you, to play on the English language. There's no I in us. And they're just, they're just, I just see so many couples and so many, they're just, they, they, they're, they're just talking about themselves. I, I sat together with two people who mamas don't have, and the guy sat there, and all he did was... Talk about himself. How great he is. How unbelievable he is. How he's struggling and, and this and that and that for ten minutes. And I said, "You know why your wife doesn't want to stay with you? Because you know I'm tough." I'm like, "He goes, no why? I'm like, because you just sat here in a shalom bias, right? With I'm supposed to do shalom bias with you. You didn't mention her name once in the last fifteen minutes. I'm like, who'd want to be married to you? Who'd want to live to someone? All he talked about is himself." 15 minutes He talked about himself So that's That's uh, that's the number one thing Is to be Who you are And, And then you could see The other person And It's so It's so nice to be loved And it's so nice to give love And it's so nice to have a relationship And people are willing to Sacrifice that feeling Because What did you do for me lately? And this whole Das Canem It's like an unbelievable thing It's like it's not, it's not about doggy, little doggy. It's a little doggy to doggy. Like, it's not about that you failed. It's about that you were successful all the other times. You hear this, Barth? You're not jumping out of your chair. It's not that you failed. We focus. You came home with a 50? I'm going to take you out to eat? Came home with a 50? Well, what about all the other times, Taka? I came up with a 90. And I made you happy. Now I come home with a 50, you kill me? says, You came home with a 50? You messed up? Let's go out to eat, because last time, you had a 90 and a 95, and all the good things you do, I didn't, you think, you think that this dog is going to let another (coughs) Zev get in there, when its master rewards it for messing up? I don't don't think so, I don't think so. Okay, anyway, Pashas Truma, what does Pashas Truma talk about? It's positive reinforcement. I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very big belief, believer in, in consequence. We spoke about this last week. Hashem created consequence. And, and, and I have one problem. Again, if you, the, the people listening can help me on this. So we spoke about last week that there is no punishment. There's consequence. God is not a part. He doesn't sit up there, let's burn them, let's fry them, let's cook them, let's, you know. That's not what he does. It's, it's a consequence that he created in the world. You drop a glass, it breaks. It's a consequence. You do an avera, it's a consequence in the spiritual world, in your soul. And we have to fix it. You know, a button falls off your suit. We have to sew it back on, All right? So, so there's, you know, this whole there's this consequence in the world. The problem that I'm having is one big question. I have a sitter. You can you give me a sitter. So whoever's watching, you can help me on this one. Usually, I get some good answers. And any guys in the class can help help me on this one. Rebbe Gamliel gave me a whole speech on consequence, right? But there's a problem with it. The, pro- not the problem, not problem, but I have to ask him. But until I ask him, the problem is like this: in in animamin, in the Animamim, the third from the last Animamim says the following: Animamim u'nusheleim. I believe with a full belief, that to create a bus be his name. Gaimul toiv l'shemi mitzvaitzov. He rewards good to the ones who keep his mitzvahs and he punishes the ones that don't keep his mitzvahs he used the word ma'anish ma'anish is a punishment tzchav oynash not tzchav a consequence so someone told me who says oynash is punishment oynash is consequence but the way we use it the way we translate oynash is punishment there's a consequence there's consequence to every, There's a consequence to every action. You know, a person, part of the tshuva when you do something wrong, let's say a guy, Hard to explain it, let's say, the guy does drugs. Right? And now, he stopped, and he went clean. Part of the struggle is that he knows what drugs are like, and he misses them. And he never done that, he never missed that. So I have a boy that did a very big avera with a woman, right? He did a very big avera, and he's struggling. He did. He's trying to do chuva and he, he's like, "I'm never going to do this again." Whatever it is, he says, "But Rebbe, it's on my head all the time. That's all the time." I said, "Right. If you wouldn't have done that avera with the woman, you wouldn't miss what that. You'd never had that feeling before. You never did that. You wouldn't miss it." So part of the chuva, part of the chuva on the avera is the suffering of not being able to do the thing that you experienced. You never experienced. You don't. You don't miss it. I don't miss eating shrimp and lobster. I never ate shrimp or lobster. So it doesn't bother me. And I can walk by a lobster. They're ugly. They're just. Go, right. But a guy who ate his whole life, he ate shrimp. Now he misses that taste. Part of this tikkun and his chuva is that he can't eat it anymore. So even though he says, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again, he admits what he did. There's three parts of chuva, right? There's, there's, uh, there's actually four parts. There's admitting, there's vidui, what, what you did wrong. This harata, feeling bad what you did wrong. Just how saying I'm never gonna do it again. And if you steal, you have to pay the person back. But those are the three things. But there's really a fourth thing. Because I can say to Hashem, I ate shrimp. I'm sorry. I'll never do it again. But for the rest of my life I'm gonna miss that taste. That's part of the tikkun. That's part of the that's part of the truth. That is the struggle. That is the struggle. I never smoked. So I don't miss smoking. I don't struggle with that. I struggle with other things, but I don't struggle with smoking. I never smoked a cigarette in my life. I don't know what it, I don't know what it feels like. I never got drunk. I don't know what it feels like. So I'm not I'm not I'm not struggling that when I'm under pressure that I you know, but a guy who got drunk and it was a great feeling for him. If it is a great feeling, I don't know the feeling. But it was a great feeling he got buzzed and you know all the problems in the world went away. So now for the rest of his life he's an AA and he's gotta go 30, 40, 50 years clean. I met a guy today. He's wearing a thing He said he's 17 years 17 years clean Right? So it's a struggle The rest of your life But if you never drank It's not a struggle So part of the tikkun Part of the chuva Is that the person Who's struggling with it And has to struggle with it The rest of his life But then again We, 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 make str- we build struggle muscle Struggle muscle is amazing Because if you can overcome What you struggled with That gives you the muscle To overcome a lot of things A lot of things I, I I remember when I stopped when I started growing spiritually and I and the first thing that I stopped was movies and it was extremely hard for me because I'm a fantasy guy I think out of the box and I used to go to science fiction and Star Wars and, and you know sound around you know where the where you heard everything from in the field like the screen is bigger than this building right and I and 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 so when I gave that up I never thought I never thought I could give up movies I really didn't think I could give up movies said I'm gonna try it's not gonna happen. And my friend said, "Not gonna happen. You're gonna be out with us very soon." That strength. I went for a year without going, and I didn't go out on much Shabbos to movies. I went other places, I <coughs> wherever I did. That strength. I said to myself, "I I know you could do that. I know you could do that. Wow. Okay, maybe I'm gonna stop TV. I come home. I'm uptight and all this, and my business and my work and everything else. I will sit down. I watch Seinfeld. I watch. I like Letterman very much. I used to watch Letterman 11:30." Wind down. I got to wind down. I got to wind down. How am I going to go to sleep? I said, "Tomorrow." How am I going to go to sleep without watching TV? I'm not going to be able to do it. I said, there's one second. You were saying, how are you going to make it through a bunch of showers without watching a movie? You did it. So you look at your strength, and you were able to stop that one thing, and then you're able to stop the second thing. Now you stop two things. Wow, I can do the third thing. And one by one by one by one by one by one. I think that very much gave me the strength to stop gambling you can't stop gambling you have to go to Gamblers Anonymous right I said I stopped everything else I can stop gambling it, it builds struggle muscle so and other things in life that come along that you're struggling with you're like I I beat this I, I ran a marathon so I can run another marathon I can I. you find out who you are by struggling it's the only way you find out who you are you can't build muscle by sitting in a chair you gotta lift weights and then all of a sudden your muscle stops building you're at 50 pounds you know barbells and it's not working anymore so then you got to go to 60 pounds you got to go 70 pounds so in the physical world the more you struggle the bigger the muscle when you start getting used to something the muscle stops growing and everything in the physical world and the spiritual world mirror each other so when we struggle we build what's called struggle emotional spiritual struggle muscle and then we come around the corner and we have another struggle in life but you gotta you gotta you gotta beat something if everything beats you it works the opposite way in other words you tried to stop watching movies it didn't work you tried to stop watching television it didn't work so at that point you're like I can't even do this I can't do anything the exact opposite of what I just told you the other way goes the other way you've got, you, you, you got to be able to conquer something if you can't conquer anything your whole life you're not going to conquer anything that's why I have kids in school that want to quit school and they're not doing well or whatever. And I'm like, you gotta finish school. And they're like, why? I wanna do a GED. I wanna get a GED. I don't have to sit in school. And I'm like, you committed to four years high school. If you don't finish your commitment, you won't finish your commitment in marriage. You'll be married to five guys. You'll have ten jobs. You'll go to a job. Oh, I don't like this. You'll change. Oh, that one's better. You'll change. You got, you gotta finish. You gotta, you gotta take a step. So when you struggle, you gotta win one. You gotta win one more. Then, then it'll help you. But if you don't win anything, if everything you struggle with you just give up on, and you don't win anything, guess what? You, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna win on anything. You have nothing to go back to. You have to, be able to go back to and say, you know, I did this once. I hit a foul shot once. And so now I can maybe hit five more or six more. If you never hit a foul shot, and you keep missing the shot. You're gonna stop playing basketball. What are the kids who don't play ball? I'm teaching. I'm, I'm Rebbe boys. Thirty-seven years. There are kids that don't play ball. You know why they don't play ball? When they first got on the court as kids, they missed and they missed and they missed and they tripped and they missed and they they weren't good. So they don't think they're good. So they don't even get on the court anymore. Because we as humans, we don't do things we're not good at, unless we're forced to. We don't do. We don't like. We like to do things that we're good at. So there are kids in school that are good at art. Yeah, they sit in class and they draw the whole day. There are kids that are good at music. And, And the goddess of a parent or a teacher is to develop what the child is good at. We as humans don't do things we're not good at. We don't like to do things that we're not good at. So we have to start getting good at something. So I always find in a kid something that they're good at, compliment it, build it. And then all of a sudden the kid will take a chance with something else. But I have guys that would be superstars. They never pe- touched a basketball again. Now they're six foot four. I'm like, why don't you get on the court, man? God wasted so much, so much length on you. I, I wish you would have given me those inches. You know, nobody would have been able to block my shot. Like, what? Do you, why? And he's like, Nah, I played as a kid. It wasn't good. I'm like, but now you could be a superstar. Try. Nah, I don't want to try. That's what happens. You shoot, you shoot, you shoot, you miss, you give up. Let's... It's the wrong, it's the wrong, it's the wrong outlook in life. You have to, there's struggle. Yosef struggled, Moshe struggled, David struggled, Abraham Aminu struggled, everybody struggled, every rabbi that you know, every goddle that you know, struggled. Arisha Shiva, Mir Yeshiva, he, he, he told someone, you know why I'm a masmid? Because as a kid I learned the Gemara, I didn't get it, I didn't get it, I didn't get it, I didn't get it, I didn't get it. I went to a shi, I didn't get it, I didn't get it. So you know what? I made up my mind, I'm gonna keep learning until I get it. Guess what happened? Moshua Bermuda became the master of the Dar. Because as a kid, when he didn't get it, instead of walking out and saying I'm done, he over and over and over and over. So as he got older he became a goggle and he got it! Didn't matter. He kept learning it over and over and he kept learning and learning and learning and learning. He didn't get out of his chair. Because as a kid, he didn't get it. He didn't. He said he didn't have a good Havana. He just didn't understand it. Over and over and over and that became part of him. I met a woman this week. She's a powerhouse, Balchuvah, powerhouse Balchuvah, unbelievable energy, unbelievable Kirov, I said, where did you get this energy from, like you're such a powerhouse, because I'm a marathon runner, so you're a marathon runner? She says, yeah, when I wasn't from, I, I ran the Boston Marathon, it's just a different marathon, Rabbi. You got. You, you, you got to have something when you're younger. You have to be able to go back to something and say, I, "I'm a marathon runner." So, if I'm a marathon runner, I know the struggle, I know the pain, I know. You know, you're halfway through the marathon. I want to give up. You know, you're like, "What am I doing? Am I crazy?" You know, I just want to go sit down. But I made it to the finish line. I made it to the finish line. Then I, when I became about chuva, I'm using that energy for other things. A, pr- a person has to. A person has to has to push. Especially when you're young, especially when you're young, you gotta be successful in something. Then that's your point, and from that you grow. I could, this, I could do this, then I could do this, then I could do this, then I could do this. But if you can't do anything, if you fail in everything, you're gonna fail your whole life. What does that do with this week's Pasha? I don't know. Okay, Pasha's Truma, what does it have to do? Because what does Hashem say? What do I want from you? What do I want from you? truma. What do I want from you? Eighth coalition! I want this from every man, every Jew, every man in the world. I want it from every man. You didn't have to say me Isht ish, right? I said yidven al Want your heart. You have to put your heart into it. Tichu trumasi. Take the truma from his heart. It's a very interesting pasuk because the pasuk starts off with liyichuli truma. Take from me a truma. Why are you ending off with tichu trumasi? Take my truma. Why are you saying that? You said it already. The answer is you have to separate the words. I want their heart. I want. Because Bokhu wants a person? You know, when, when they, they didn't know where to put the um, people. I gave gold. You gave gold. He gave gold. You gave gold. You gave gold. How did Moshe Rabbeinu decide where the gold goes? On oh, a kodesh shulchan menorah, just the adonai, maybe a frying pan. Like what? How do you know? He said, he saw in Rucha kodesh where your heart was did you come just to show off to everyone else did you come because of peer pressure did you come because you just want to give something to Hashem so depending on the level depending on the level that your heart is at that was the, that was the level where they put it in the Arna Kodesh in the Kodesh Kedoshim depending on Hashem wants the Advent of he wants He wants our heart when we dive into Hashem sometimes you just say the right words you sit at the edge of your bed and you just tell Hashem you love Him and you're struggling and it's hard and that's your heart speaking and that's what He really wants He doesn't want just words you know, you read from a sitter Tila has its power from a Yitzhak, and Yarko. those are words that are already printed from you it's like you want to hear the funniest story? The funniest Sean Bites story i ever heard in my life was this morning this morning this person came to me this woman came to me it's not working they're married whatever amount of years it's not working Tell me a little bit, about, little bit about your husband," she said. It was her birthday, and he wanted to get her a card. She told him it was a week before. It's nice to buy your wife a card, right? He's a very nice guy. He's, he's a shayfalon, right? She had to tell him it's nice to buy him. So, this nice guy went ahead, and he went to a card store, and he bought fifteen cards—not one, 15 and he came home, and he put it in a bag, right? And he brought the 15 cards, and he said to her, All these cards, I didn't know which one to give you because they all talk about you. They're all very nice, you know, all talk about you. So I figured I would buy all 15. Happy birthday. And he gives her the 15 cards. He didn't write anything in any of them. Nothing. No dear, no love, nothing. He read the card said something nice. He's giving her 15 cards. Now, most women would take that bag and dump it on your head. Like what? You, didn't write, you couldn't write something of your own? You just went and bought 15 cards that somebody else, you know, Hallmark cards? You brought it to me? And she was upset. And I said to her this morning, you're upset? You should be dancing. What are you talking about? He didn't write anything. Like he sat there in a store. And he read 15 cards. Maybe more. But he picked out 15 cards and he read them. He, he he didn't make the right seichel that he should have written. Yes, he should have. But he put them in a bag. He was all excited. I got her 15 cards. I love her so much. One card's not enough. And and he handed it to you. You're right. It was in a bag. And it wasn't wrapped. It didn't have a present in it. right? I said, but then Olivo told you this morning, this week, Farsha, he gave you his heart. You're right! It's not, it wasn't a present. He didn't understand, but he read 15 cards. He stood in the store. He's a hardworking guy. And he put them in a bag and he's all excited and he gave it to you. You should have hugged him and kissed him 15 times. A is what Hashem wants. So give him your heart. Or that some guy knows it's the right thing to do and he buys her a diamond ring, right? Because he he knows it's the right thing to do. That doesn't mean that you love her, that you bought her something. You're right. He, he, He made a mistake and if I meet him, I will give him coaching. That it's nice to write 15 but you need to write I love you and you need to write something dear in each card something with a heart so you got to do something but that's that's what Hashem wants Hashem and that's what a marriage yeah, you, you've been a limo what you want it. okay I want to tell you a story I've told you the story before but I think it's very important because it came up again came up again this week many times you see people you work very hard and you go to shul and you don't miss minion. And you learn and you do everything that's right and it's just not working for you. They came up to speak with a girl actually, who's really a Tadekasta and she's snua and she doesn't to boys and she has a little phone like mine, like this, and, and, and she just does everything that she's supposed to do. It's not going. She she's a little bit older and, and all the girls that seem to be not doing what they're supposed to do. They're married with kids. And she just came to me and she said, Like Rabbi, I, I know, I know, I know I'm not allowed to ask, and I'm not supposed to ask, and I'm not supposed to doubt. By the way, I mixed up the story last week. I told you that Imuna was the guy saying you can make it across, and Bitochon was get on my shoulders. Well the other way around. I said the other way around, but it's really that way around. Imuna is believing. Uh Bitochon is turning it into action. I'm, I flipped it last week. And what did I believe? Okay, it's very nice to believe. Show it to me. So last week, emura is, you can, you can walk the tightrope. Yeah, I could. So why would you get on my shoulders? That's bitacham. You're not getting on your shoulders. That's between emura and Bita'cha. Okay, anyway. So, it's, it's a question that, you know, people have. And they, they, you know, the guys, the good guys suffer sometimes and the bad guys prosper. And it's very hard to deal with. It, it, it rips your immune out. I believe in you, Hashem. I believe if I do the right thing, you're going to do the right thing for me. We always think the right thing for me is what I want. Right? But Lemaye said it's very hard. It isn't very hard. Moshe asked the question, though, and Amalek asked the question. You know, it's hard. It's hard to understand. I have this story. I've said it here before, but I think it's probably the best story when it comes, when it comes to this question the story is about a father who had three kids. And he lived on an island. Some of you heard this story, but it's very important. He lived on an island. He had these three boys. Oldest boy, a low life. Gave his father agita, aggravation, like nobody's business. Second boy, didn't give much agita, but didn't give much nachas. His youngest was a tzaddik. Gave his father Amazing, infinite, infinite nachas. My father was growing very old. He said, listen, we're on an island. All my money is in a bank on the mainland. The island doesn't have a bank. So all my money is in gold, millions of dollars. I didn't know which one of my children to give it to. So I decided we're going to make a race. Each kid's going to get a boat. First boat to get to the mainland, goes to the bank. You all have a key to the safe deposit box. First one there, always gets it all. Okay. Father said to the older one, your boat's waiting for you. Go. Goes down to the pier at the bottom of the, by the island. Huge yacht. One of those that you see in Miami, you know. Huge party boat. Yacht. Huge engines, the water's going. Upstairs there's a party, there's girls, there's music, there's alcohol, there's Havana cigars. This guy gets on the boat, he's like, My father is such a tzaddik, I gave him such agita and so much problems. Look what he did for me. Oh, a boat like this with a captain, with girls, with drinks, with cigars. Party boat. He's like, Thanks, Dad! And the boat starts. And he's like, of course he's going to win. He's first. Father says to the second one, okay, now that that boat left, we've brought the next boat in for you. Go down and enjoy. Guy goes down. Huge sailboat, a schooner. Huge, you know, people on there to run, sailors to run the, the sails. A huge, beautiful boat with food and a barbecue. Not a party boat like the other boat, but huge He put up the sails. The young kid sitting by his father He's thinking to himself, "Oh my gosh, this guy who my father hates, my older brother who doesn't get along with, party boat. My second brother gets a gets a gets a a schooner. He's I'm his favorite. He loves me. Wow, I can't wait to see what I'm going to get." Father says, "Okay, the sailboat just went out. Your boat's waiting for you." he doesn't see his boat he's looking from on top, he doesn't see his boat he's like, dad, you sure? he goes, it's there, they just radioed from downstairs, it's there okay, he goes downstairs there's a kayak you know what a kayak is? it's a little teeny canoe one person one paddle he goes, oh man, he's joking call my father, tell him they bought the wrong boat calls his father, he goes Nope, tell my son, that's all I have left. He's like, what? My oldest brother, he's a Russia. He's a, he's a miserable guy? Gets a yacht? My other brother gets a schooner? You're giving me this little paddle boat? It's not even a paddle boat. Okay, what are you going to do? Father says, good luck, I think you can win. Okay, he gets into the boat. He's like, and this is all of us. He gets into the boat he's like, Oh, ha, I've been such a good boy, did everything that he wanted to, he said he loves me, he doesn't love me. Look what he gave my brother, look what he gave me. I don't understand what's going on here. The guys on the shore say, you better start, because if you don't start, you don't have a chance. He goes, "I don't have a chance, it's a sailboat, or a yacht, you better try. Oh, okay, listen, I don't understand my father, but I do know my relationship with him, there's something... Maybe there's an engine in here He looks, there's no engine Like, I don't know Alright, he gets in Starts Right They're flying these guys And he's like His back hurts And he's going for like 10 hours He's got blisters on his hands He's out in the ocean He's going back and forth And the brother who has the big boat he sees his little brother Who he knew Was his father's favorite And he says Let's turn him over So they take The big boat And they start making circles With these huge waves and, of course, the waves hit the boat, and the boat capsizes. Now he's in the water with his life vest, and he's wet, and he's soaking, and all the girls on top, and all the guys on top, and the party boat, they're laughing and drinking. Look at that kid! Uh, father's favorite! They're laughing! He's like, he's crying. He's like, my father do this to me. He's such a good kid. Okay. Gets back in the boat. They're, like, laughing. They start going. He's going, he's going, he's going. Next day, about five hours into rowing, he sees the big yacht sitting there in the middle of the ocean, not moving. And his brother's on the top, and he's screaming, "Yakov, we're out of gas. Could I come in your boat?" Yakov's like, "I really would let you, because I'm not kind of kid after you." flip me out of my boat into the ocean there's only room for one in a kayak I have nowhere to put you sorry bye they're stuck with their girls and their alcohol and their Havana cigars and some of you are thinking okay that's not so bad you know stuck in the middle of the ocean nah <laughs> not so good when you run out of food and water you're stuck in the middle of the ocean with nobody to help them so he keeps going keeps going Three, four hours later, his other brother is there in the middle of the water and the boat's just going like this and it's not moving. And he screams to he says, what's going on? He goes, for the last five hours, we don't have a drop of wind. We're just, we're just coasting in the water. We don't, there's no wind. So the sails aren't helping us. Maybe I can come into your boat. You seem to have some self-human power. He goes, I'd love to take you, brother. It's a kayak. There's only room for one. It takes him another day. And he's there. He's got blisters. His back hurts him. He gets off the, out of the water. He goes to the bank. He opens the safe deposit box. And there's a paper. Congratulations, Yaakov. I knew you'd be the only one that would make it. You see, I didn't put enough gas in the big yacht. And the wind doesn't blow very often at this part of the ocean. You're my favorite son. You did what you were supposed to. It's all yours. I heard this, muscle I told this to this girl. I said, "We're always busy as we're paddling along and we're struggling. We're always looking at the motor, at the big boat. Why? I don't understand, Hashem. Look at this guy. Look what he has. Look what he has. Look at his house, his car, his vacations." He's tripped. I don't understand Hashem. I did everything I was supposed to. My hands hurt, my back hurts, I'm I'm struggling, I'm going through all this hard time. And many times we don't see that the other boat gets stuck. Because that only you could see in the next world. But God gave us the power to get there. And what is that power? The power. To be successful has to be your power, your energy, your heart. No motor, no wind. You. The boy in the kayak could only make it to the island if he would paddle. I always tell you this, and I, I said it a few times this week. You know, As a little kid, I must have been pretty brilliant. I don't want to talk about myself, but I must have been a smart kid. Because when my teacher taught us Humpty Dumpty, every kid learns Humpty Dumpty. We had a book, this big egg. That fell off the wall, and and they told Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't have put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And she read this to me. I think it was first grade, maybe kindergarten, whatever it was. And I said, Why couldn't this song be different? And she said, Why? And I said, They could have said Humpty Dumpty fell. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty had a great fall. All the king's hand, all the king's horses, all the king's men put Humpty Dumpty back together again. It's the same amount of words. Actually, it's less. Didn't put put. It's one word less. I said, why would the man write this song that they couldn't? Why couldn't they write that they could? She said, it's just a silly song, Steve. I mean, Steve, it's a silly song. It doesn't really mean anything. But it means a lot. Because when I grew up, I realized that whoever wrote this song was brilliant. You see, Humpty Dumpty... All the king's horses and all the king's men Can't put them back together again You can go to all the therapists Rehabs Doctors Psychiatrists Nobody can put you back together again Only Humpty Dumpty Can put himself back together again So whoever wrote the song was brilliant All the king's horses And all the king's men If that's what you're waiting for You're waiting for everyone around Rebbe, my psychiatrist, my therapist, my rehab My all the right, AA, all this so Everything I got no nah. you got to put yourself back together again. You need their help, but they can't put you back together again without you. Without the venalibo, without your heart, without your work, nobody can help you. When a kid comes to my my high school because her mother said, I had a girl who said, my mother said if I come back to high school she'll buy me a car. I'm like you're not accepted. You don't want to be here because you want to be here because you realize you want a high school diploma. You're here because your mother wants you to be here. So you don't own your decision. I don't... Who just came to me and I said, I don't... I never do this. I don't break this rule. Someone just came... A girl just came to me this week. I don't remember anymore. And I said to her, I don't break this rule. I don't go out and get girls to come to my school. You have to want it. You have to come. You have to want it. You have to need it. If you do it for me... Right, guys go to guys go to rehab all the time because other people make them go. Their family makes them go. The school makes them go. They're out of there within a month, or they relapse right away. Because if I own the decision that you went, then you're going to try to sneak around, and I don't see you. It's my decision, not yours. But when somebody makes his own decision, it's for life. You got to own your decision. And the problem is that we do so much for other people, it doesn't last. You have to own. You have to look in the mirror and say. I need help. I need to grow. I need to change. You look in the mirror and you say, I need to do this for myself? Superstar. When you're like, well, they told me. I have this all the time. They come to my school like, well, they told me I have to come to your school. I'm like, well, goodbye. What do you mean? You're not taking me? I'm like, no. Why not? I'm like, you figure it out. When you want to come to my school... And you're banging my door down and you're like, I am not healthy. I am in the street. I have a third grade reading level. I don't have a family. I don't have a place to sleep. And Rothstein, I need your school. I need your dorm. I need a life. I'm like, you're in. You don't have tuition. I don't give a flip. You're in. You want in. You're in. But when you're there because someone else wants you to be there, it doesn't work. When you have a relationship with Hashem, because you want to have a relationship with Hashem, so we have a crazy relationship. We have a relationship because it's in. It's in to be in Lakewood. It's in to be somewhere to get a shit off. It's in. But it's not what I want. I'm just doing it because that's how I'm gonna get the girl that I want. Guess what? You're not gonna you're gonna get married, you're not gonna to go to share, and you're not gonna to go to Minion, and you're not gonna grow. Because you're not doing it, you don't own your decision. You other people own your decision. When other people own your decision, it's not your Lebo. Hashem's like, give me your heart. I don't want somebody else's heart. Don't damn it to me because you want to look good in shul. It means I'm giving you my heart because that's what I want. You want, you want, I'll make it happen. Such a big difference in success and not success. When you strive for the top, you might make it only halfway. But if it's your halfway and you own it, the Gemara says it. The Gemara says that if you have a, a pound of tomatoes, and I steal that pound of tomatoes, I have to pay you back for a pound of tomatoes. But so if you grew those tomatoes, if you grew them yourself with your own hands, it's nine times that. For so what a person does with his own hands, that he owns, is much more precious to him than anything else. Sentimental value, which has no value to anybody else, has value to you because it's you. It's who you are. It's what you did as a little kid the craziest things people collect and they don't get rid of because what does that mean, sentimental value? I built that as a kid. And that's why it's very important for parents when kids come home with arts and crafts, which is, you know, I've, I've gone to many houses and, and there's Zadie and Bobby. are like, wow, look what my grandson made. It's like a flower, made out of crepe paper. It's worth probably a half a cent, right? And it's sitting in their living room. Next to their $200,000 painting that they bought in Israel, whatever it is. And there's a little painting underneath that says, hi, grandma hello my kid gave it to me from his heart nobody told him to paint it for me he did it for me that's, that's the value that's what Hashem wants truma you want to give me a truma Why don't you want to give me give me part of you it has to be Yidveno Lebo. Yidveno Lebo is amazing you know I'm not telling you the story again with the, with the Lechem Aponim, with the two poor people that was Yidveno Lebo. They 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 thought they were giving Hashem to eat silly right Yidveno Lebo Hashem said I never had a Reach like that in my life that's what he wants from us but you have to start with something that you have to be successful at and sometimes it's a big struggle you, you know, I, I, was so, I knew it the minute she, I knew she was, because of her energy I, and she was about true, like, this woman succeeded at something that's a springboard to succeed you know, you run the Boston Marathon you, you got what it takes I didn't run the Boston Marathon you got what it takes all right, anyway, so my bracha to everyone here tonight is that no matter what kind of boat Hashem makes, gives you, that boat should always have the ability to get, you know, to the goal line. And the truth is, you come to the next world, it says the whole world, the next world, is in, this is an Ilam HaShake. You come to the next world and you look at the people that you thought were such losers, and they're like sitting in the highest part of Gan and the people who had all this power and covered in their names and everything... You look at them in the next one. and they're like, whoa, got stuck in the middle of the water without an engine. No wind in their sails. So you, you, I told this girl, I said, it's very easy for me to say this, you're not married and you need to get married, whatever it is, but you need to know that. Yeah, you're in that, you are in that kayak and you're, go- and you're looking up and you're like, what? This girl's married, this party boat, this boat just zipped by me, this guy made waves and, 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 and rocked me and threw me into the water. Focus. Hashem gives us all the inner power within ourselves to have enough kayak to make it from point A when a person is born to point to the, to the safe deposit box which is the next world after 120 years every single person has that kayak. otherwise he wouldn't put you in this world every one of us has looking at everyone else's boat look at your boat and paddle harder you'll get there faster thank you for waiting for me